Hello everyone, it's that time again. Champman FPL uh, preview pod. Uh, and we'll be looking at game week 8. Just a quick um, summary of my game week 7, if you don't mind. Um, I got 62 points, minus 8. Uh, happy with that, obviously. Keeps me ticking over. Lost a few points to um, to people around me, but nothing significant. Uh, it was a fun game week overall, I think. I think lots of goals, but they tended to be in a few of the games. And then obviously lots of nil-nils. So, um, you know, depending where your players are, in terms of which defenders you've got, which attackers you've got, you could have had very, very different game weeks, as is often the case in Champman. It's not like in FPL where I think, you know, most weeks, if the average is around 50, you've probably come around 50. Whereas in Champman, you can be way over it or way below it, as I've seen here. There's um, a lot of variance involved. So again, don't lose hope, guys, if you had a, a rubbish one. And obviously, if you've had a fantastic one, enjoy it. You never know what's around the corner, is all I'll say, <laughs> in this crazy game. Um, I actually only had a few players return for me. Uh, Viduka, which was the main sort of reason why I shuffled my team. I just really wanted him as captain this week. Um, in the end, I think he scored the same as Henri and... Um, yeah, wasn't obviously much better, but five shots, five on target could have been could have been a bloodbath from him. But glad I, I went to him. Uh, my only other returners were Carboni with an assist. Uh, Petkov pretty much saved my game week with his 90th minute penalty. Um, and then I had Desai as a as a clean sheet, and the ever reliable Headman who just seems to be ticking, you know, adding to my score every week. It's just I can't believe the variance there. If you didn't go for Headman, it's absolutely mental. Never expected that. Uh, but yeah, obviously one clean sheet from Desai. A lot of people have got two or even three Chelsea defenders, so I don't think that mattered too much. So really, it was Petkoff and Captain Viduka, which I also think was popular. So Petkoff, the main difference maker. Um, disappointed with my front line. Had Larson and Shearer. Both got two pointers. One as vice-captain. Um, I got kind of a bit screwed, but at the same time appreciative of the fact that they leaked Man United were repping. I had Veron and Chadwick. So my plans were kind of screwed. Didn't really want to carry them through, considering there's a double game week next week as well. It's a lot of money to have in your team where they're not going to play, and my bench is pretty much terrible. Uh, you know, Breen, Mills, who aren't guaranteed to play, Burton, O'Brien, etc. And my, even my starting eleven with Southgate, who got a zero, Tariko away to Man United. You know, it wasn't great, and that includes Nolan in the first team. So, um, yeah, it wasn't great. Decided I really needed Viduka though. So my only options were to sell Larson or to sell Angel, because I wasn't going to sell Shearer against Watford, and I held him for this nice run. Uh, Larson made sense to get rid of because, not for this week, but just in general, because we've obviously had the signing of Omar, which makes Larson a little bit less nailed up top. And uh, I could have just done Larson to Viduka after I'd done Veron to Carboni, because that was always going to be the case. Carboni in for a nice home game. Didn't expect too much there, but then he's got a double, so that was fine. My other move is I had 0.5 in the bank. Could have been Chadwick to Pedersen. I did eye that up, that up quite a lot, actually, because um, Makoku's stats look great for him. Nice little home run, uh, home game, and then a, lot, a nice little run for him in general. Um, I don't think, my, in fact, if I'd have got him, my captain would have been Larson. So I don't actually know whether my points total would be much different. I can't be asked to work it out, but kind of annoyed I didn't get Pedersen, but at the same time, obviously, it kind of worked out. And in the end, I had to, I, I couldn't sell Larson, basically. I couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, it just stinks. If you remove Larson for a home game against Coventry, he could easily punish you. 
Um, plus Hart didn't start, I don't think, did he? So he also would have had pens. He could have easily got a haul and I'd have beat myself up if I removed him for that game. So I removed Angel, an away striker, to get Viduka, which allowed me to get Carboni and Petkov for Chadwick and Veron. And in the end, it worked out fine because Carboni got an assist, Petkov got a goal assist, and Viduka obviously returned as captain. So probably came close to what Pedersen would have got me in the end anyway. Um... That's a laugh rambling about my team. As it's a double game week, this pod's going to be a little bit longer than usual as well. Let's move on to the fixtures and what we can hope to expect. Um, bearing in mind, as always, guys, this is pre any injury news, pre any leaks whatsoever, which didn't help me out last week because obviously Man United ended up repping, etc., which can completely change the context. And Imar signed after as well, I think. So... Uh, yeah, was a bit all over the place. Don't be disheartened if you've got Imar, by the way. They've since said that he signed on the day of the game, so it, it looks like he probably wasn't even available for selection or, or whatnot there. Um, I don't think he's totally 100% nailed in the team, but you know I see no reason at all why he wouldn't have played that unless it was to do with the fact that he'd signed on the day, possibly even after the game or whatnot. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, what for Man City? What can we expect here? Now... Watford games, when they're at home especially, are just going to be fun in general, aren't they? They're going to attack like hell. I mean, they're going to be fun full stop when they're away as well. They're going to attack like hell, um, be relentless. They are going to sometimes score a whole host of goals as a result, and they're going to ship a whole load. I think this week, um, was it like 12 shots, 8 on target or something for both teams versus Newcastle? Um, you know, you're going to see, continue to see that, and some weeks all those shots on target are just going to fly in. Sometimes they're not. The only thing I'll say this week is that Man City, for an away side, they're one of the better away sides in the game, especially for sort of a mid to, to low tier team. I think they've actually got the lowest rep in the entire league. Um, but they're decent away from home in terms of keeping the goals down usually. It's hard to know what to expect from it though, because like I say, Watford are so attacking. I think you have to put Watford down for a goal, possibly even two, given how attacking they are. And Man City, um, their tactic's very strange in terms of what they use. It's like behind the ball, offside, trap. They use all sorts of stuff that shouldn't really work, but seems to come up with a combination that works. Again, you can't really bat Watford to have a clean sheet. I don't think anyone's got any other defenders anyway. I imagine uh, one chop is a is a very good pick this week. Um, I know strikers against Watford haven't really done it so far. Well, Balaban did, but I don't think anyone owned him. Um, but you'd, you'd expect some goals here from, from Man City as well. My gut feel of this is probably like a 2-2, something like that. But like I say, with so many shots on target, the variance could be crazy. It could easily just be 5-2 to Man City or 5-2 to Watford or or anything, you know. So um, I think Wanchop is a decent buy this week. Svensson. Um, Petkov is, is a, definitely a decent buy just because they've got, I think it was three home games in four, including last week. Um, and they're all decent-ish games where... I think it's just going to be fun to have a player from from a Watford game each week. And yes, that means if you can use your transfer to target them every week, fantastic. But also owning one from Watford makes it quite fun too, because you never know what you're going to get. Let's move on. Norwich and Leeds. Uh, Obviously, Norwich have been doing pretty well in our sim overall compared to what they normally do. Um, And they are at home, which obviously is a good thing. But it is Leeds. Um, I don't think you can ever predict a home team not to score. So I'll have Norwich probably to get a goal here. Um, probably be around one or under on the sim date, I'd imagine. Around there, anyway. Probably probably around one or just under 0.8, something like that, maybe. 
Uh, whereas Leeds could easily score two, three, four, as usual. Um, they're alongside Man United. They're always in the frame for that. My gut feel is something like a two-one or a three-one to Leeds. Um, the interesting thing here is that Imar uh, is almost certain to play AMC as he does in away games. Um, could take some set pieces, corners, could even nick penalties. We're not sure. It depends if Hart's on the pitch, etc. So he's a very good buy this week. And one of the reasons why I was heavily considering him last week. Um, also, I believe Keane got injured, which is a factor for Larson. Because in my head, I was always planning to... Well, not planning, but potentially thinking the way for me to free up some money is to sell Larson this week. Because he would have been a risk. Because Imar would play at AMC. That means that Keane either drops out completely or pushes into the front line. If he pushes into the front line, it's Larson who's most likely to miss out. Viduka can, but is a lot more secure. His reputation's a lot higher. Um, so that means Keane and Larson kind of have a little bit of a battle out where Larson usually wins, but Keane can. So it's a lot of money to spend on someone who might not play, right? Especially when there's double game week strikers and stuff. But now Keane's injured. It pretty much secures Larson up front with Viduka. Now, do I want to be removing Larson? You know, when it's against Norwich? It's a very, very tricky one for me personally. I don't want to bang on about it too much on this pod because obviously you got some of you guys will not be in that situation at all. You know, is, is Crouch for two weeks better than Larson for one against Norwich? You know, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's not just about that move. It's about what that allows me. That then gives me the money to get in more double game weekers. So I only have one Chelsea defender, so I'd like another one. So I could upgrade one of my four million defenders to a Chelsea defender. Um, so yeah stuff for me to ponder on 3-1 is what I think uh, Viduka still a decent captain you know me I love to have my captains at home if possible um, I've done that every week so far doesn't mean that he can't go crazy in this game doesn't mean that he can't outscore a double game weaker um, I think on the balance of preference I'd probably still just prefer a home striker if I can get away with it or a double player but he's, he'll be up there sim data will look good for him I'd imagine Manchester United, Aston Villa. Now, um, yeah, this is one of those games again where Villa, when they're away to a top side, they play an incredibly defensive tactic. Men behind the ball, defensive, no counter-attack. This is as close as you'll get as a secure clean sheet for Man United. People probably sick to death for Man United after they rotated last week, but I imagine this will just be full-strength team. And Ekiog Silvestra are getting clean sheets. Again, I hate to say that a team's going to get a clean sheet, but you have to back what the paper will say. The sim data will show Aston Villa probably at 0.5, maybe even below. Um, you know, they've got good players, so maybe I'm being optimistic there. Maybe it's a little bit higher, but it'll be a situation where they'll have two or three shots in the game if they're lucky. And, you know, it's just whether they go in. Um, Man United, it depends a lot on the times of the goals here, but I, I imagine the sim data will show United at probably around a 2, maybe even a 2.5. But we know that if they score one or two goals early, they can just kick back and they'll have all the ball, all the possession, all up top. And it's just whether they can you know, make the breakthrough, whether they can be bothered to attack or not. Um, you almost kind of want Villa to score in this game um, or Man United to score their goals later as a result so they, they can attack for longer in the game. Um, but yeah, I think Chadwick, Varon. Uh, Van Nistelrooy, York if he's back, if he's not Cole, all very good options this week. Sylvester, Ekiog, all of them. Um, you know, if you're thinking about removing a Man United player to get a double game week player, I think that's very risky. Man United at home, 
Now, like I say, I don't, I don't expect them to batter Villa. Probably two or three goals. Um, but they, you know, they often come from the main men, such as Van Nistelrooy over on and the wingers. So, relatively secure there, and decent options. I think if you're on wild card or on free hit, they're still they still should really be in your thoughts. Uh, and ultimately, Van Nistelrooy at home. Yes, it's not the best game in terms of just spanking a team six nil, but. You know, if it is going to be two or three nil, he's going to be a very secure captain, and he's going to get bonus points, isn't he? So he's again top tier. There, I would imagine he comes out pretty damn well on the sim data yet again. Chelsea versus Coventry. This is actually quite similar to Man United Villa. I imagine this is just your standard two nil. I think of the double game week games, the reason why you want Chelsea defenders is not only just because they've got two games, which is obviously great. It's it's basically for this fixture. Um, it looks very likely to be a clean sheet to me. Um, probably like a two nil. Can go 3-4. They do occasionally score a few goals, Chelsea. It'd be nice if they do. Um, yeah, Terry's out injured, so it can make a difference, but Gallas is decent. Um, so I'd still think the clean sheet is fine. Um, and when, you, when you've got um, teams at home that are attacking and are expected to win the game, then I think the full-backs are generally better than the centre-backs. It's the same mantra I played to Man United with this this game against Villa. Ekiog's fine, could get eight, could get bonus. But in the games they're expected to bomb forward, have a lot of the ball and attack, you'd have Sylvester over him because the chances of getting an assist seems higher. In the away games, I think the centre-backs got more chance of picking up bonus than the full-backs. So same applies here, really. Obviously, Desai is top tier. Babiara and Melchiot look great. Um, and if, you, if you're on a free hit, you might be thinking about putting Gallas in just to save the money. Um... And he's fine, but I think I'd still probably prefer Babi or Melchot unless you know you're, you're scrambling for the point five. Then it's not that important. Carboni, Zenden, Petit's uh, probably very undervalued by the community. He generally scores sort of like eight goals, eight assists throughout the season. Does pretty well for average rating as well, like not bad. And he can take penalties from Carboni and even free kicks and stuff occasionally. Um, his, his stats quite high, and the game, game engine's not great. Obviously, keeping one person on them the whole time. So you could get really lucky, and in this game with penalties, anything can happen. Maybe he gets two in one game and another one in another. And he's got a hat trick over the three over the two games. It could easily happen. Something I considered this week actually was not getting Petkov, was getting Petit. So I had my extra Chelsea player in place as well, and he actually went and bloody scored. So kind of a little bit annoyed about that as well. But um, obviously Petkov did fine anyway in the end. Um, yeah, so I think he's a little bit underrated. In terms of the strikers, I'm not sure what the situation is with Johnson. I believe the website had it that he would be back for one of the games. If he's only going to be available for one of the games in low condition and stuff, I wouldn't personally touch it, but obviously play that by ear. As for the strikers, I think the only one you consider is Forsell, and it's worth a punt. He's got two games. He probably plays in both of them. He can come off early sometimes, but ultimately you're rolling the dice there, aren't you? And he, he could do absolutely fine. Um, commentary, yeah. Obviously, I don't think anyone's got anyone from them, but you just start Hedman, don't you? He's a god. <laughs> um, wouldn't recommend any of their other players for this one. Arsenal-Middlesbrough. Another another game, actually, that would be, at least in a, certainly in Sim Day, very similar to the Man United home to Villa, Chelsea home to Coventry, Arsenal home to Middlesbrough, would kind of be on the similar vein. Middlesbrough away to the top rep sides aren't particularly good. Don't really try to attack. I imagine the sim date is going to show them below a one for goals, Middlesbrough. Um, and it would show Arsenal probably around two, maybe 1.9, something like that. Um, I think the issue we've got is Arsenal, in our version of the game, are playing Tal- Tavleridis and Van Bronckhorst at centre-back. 
you know, they're not playing a DM most of the time. You know, the closest they've got is like Bassidass or Parley, who are not really. Um, they just seem to be pretty terrible. So I'll just be wary, slightly wary of the sim date on this. It'll probably show Arsenal being comfortable winners, sort of 2-0 to 1. And I still think Henri, Perez, etc. can do absolutely fine as a result. I don't think our game differs too much from sim data, full stop. But um, you, just, you just get the feeling, don't you, that, that Arsenal could concede a goal, especially if they're playing the numpty the centre-back. If they've got Campbell and Upson's back, and they're playing, you know, Lauren and Cole, and they've got Vesterveld, and they're playing a decent team, then sure. And like I say, Middlesbrough are barely attack. But Rickard and Boxers are good enough. Wherever chance falls to them, they can score it. Zapeda's on free kick, stuff like that. They're all, they're decent. They can nick a goal. I wouldn't necessarily back an Arsenal clean sheet, but obviously if you've got Ashley Cole and stuff, you play him in this game. Like I just said before, full-back attacking in a home game. Could easily pick up an assist. I think that's fine. Um... And Thierry Henry, if you're holding him, again, it's another one of those games where he's not probably the very best option, but the sim data will show he's good. Um, and I can I can understand why you keep and play him in this game because he could easily punish if you remove him. Uh, tricky one, that. Depends on your other options, I guess. Um, I've got Gareth Southgate. I, I don't know if I'm going to be forced to play him or not. It depends what moves I play. Uh, I do, but... You know, again, we we know what it's like for him. I don't expect him to get any points in this one, but he could easily just end up getting two bonus as a result of having to win a load of headers versus Henri or whoever he's up against. Um, if it is Jeffers or or Johnson, obviously not the best in the air either. So teams generally attack from the wings and cross in. So like that can that can help Southgate. Maybe he can he can jam some bonus in this one. <clears throat> uh, Leicester versus Blackburn. I struggle with Leicester every week. I'm not really sure what to expect from them. I do think that it's, it's almost impossible to... I think you'll very rarely see in Sim Data a home team because they're always set out to attack or nearly in all scenarios, some are normal sometimes, um, that they'll be below a one for goals expected. So you probably have to bat Leicester to score. The reality is Blackburn could keep a clean sheet because Leicester are pretty toothless in attack. But I wouldn't expect it. I think Leicester will probably you know, might get the goal. Um... Which means Blackbird defenders are a bit mm, this week. You're not sure. Um, in terms of their attack, I imagine they won't. They'll be playing um, sort of four-two-two-two with the wingers, or four-two-four, whatever you want to call it. it. Could be the four-three-one-two they started off early in the season. The airplane formation three-four-one-two is generally reserved for home games, in my experience. So, wouldn't expect that. Either way, I think it will have wingers. Probably the four-two-two-two is the most likely. Two strikers, two wingers. Um, so probably they'll probably score in this game. Um, I imagine one or two goals. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Blackburn when I get to Chelsea in general as to what options. But as a result, if, you, if you're sort of backing them for two goals and the concede, it probably makes their midfielders, I think, and their strikers probably slightly better picks. Um, but we'll, I'll talk more about them when we get to Chelsea, actually. Everton versus Ipswich. This game seems like a, a boring one to me. Ipswich reasonably solid um, you know Everton at home usually pretty solid as well I think they've racked up quite a few clean sheets without people realising it feels like a 1-0 2-0 to Everton to me this Ipswich could obviously nick a goal but I don't really have great strikers um, and a 1-2-0 or two nil win to Everton feels good as a result again like ever their wing backs McAteer Naismith Unsworth on penalties at centre back all, all got decent chance for bonus. It's a game you'd want to play your Everton players in. If you've got Christie, again, 
you know, you'd hold some hope that he might be involved in a goal. He's home, so why not? Uh, you know, temptation is to remove him for a double get a double game week striker. Again, one of the ones where he could punish, but I can, you can understand it, can't you? Um, two is generally better than one, so fair play if you do that. Um, Tariko, yeah, as he's on set pieces, you know, you can play him, but he's probably not going to get you anything here. Um, Bolton versus Liverpool. Um, I imagine, again, quite similar to the Arsenal game, I suppose, where the sim data is probably going to show Bolton around the goal, around the goal and I'd imagine... I could be totally wrong on this, by the way. It's just complete instinct. So, you know, the sim data, please obviously take that information rather than my random guesses. Um, but anyway, I imagine Bolton around a goal. Liverpool probably about 1.5 or something. They probably, over many sims, end up winning because generally they are the better team. Um, but I think, again, similar to Arsenal, their defence is all over the place. They're playing a load of Muppets there. They've got a few injuries here or there. Um I think it's a game where Bolton could do well. I mean, Pedersen and Gardner, great last week. On a, they have a great little run of games, including this one, where I wouldn't be too put off by the sim data. I think if you've got Pedersen or you've got Gardner, you're obviously starting them. You can make a case for playing Davis or Wally in midfield on set pieces. I think Dunn or whoever you've got at the back could be good. Jaskalainen, obviously. Um, I don't think too many people have Ramberg or Wallace, but it's a home striker. So, yeah, you don't want to bench them. Definitely versus Liverpool. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Bolton managed to get maybe two goals out of this. Even if Liverpool are pretty shambolic defensively, they, they generally try to keep the, the goals down. I just don't have a particular faith in it. I think Bolton could be on for two or three goals here, maybe. Um, yeah. Obviously, red cards, we have to factor in, guys, on all of these things I've said so far. If red cards or injuries happen in the game, or like I say, the game state, if goals fly in early for whatever reason, it completely changes the tactical makeup of these games. So I should I should note that. You know, at the end of the day, if some of these teams that play ultra, ultra defensive, um, you know, are chasing a game 3 or 4-0, they can sometimes change or, or, or whatever, or teams that are super attackive at home can suddenly shut up shop if they're winning. So you always have to bear that in mind. Bradford versus Newcastle. Um, yeah, Bradford pretty dire overall, aren't they? Um, and home game against Newcastle, though, does present an opportunity. Newcastle's defence isn't great. Um, again, I imagine on the sim data, Bradford probably around the goal, maybe a goal and a half. Newcastle, probably similar. Feels like a game that could be a 1-1, 2-2. Maybe Newcastle nick it. Um, I think... I, I mean, I've got Shearer on my team. I won't be removing him. You have to remember that even if Newcastle's goal average is low, Shearer is likely to be involved most of the time. Um, I don't think Shearer is the best option this week by any means because it's away, but you know certainly not bad enough to remove him in my in my opinion. Um, so I'll be keeping him, and I think Newcastle could nick it at the end of there. I think it could be sort of a two-one, um, and I'd hope that Shearer was involved. Like I say, uh, Bradford are interesting because obviously it's you got to remember it's targeting a, a poor defence at home. And I think they've got a good a good game next week as well. So you could look at their players to bring in for a set of two. You know, we just saw what Hyde can do on set pieces. Decent. Um, and you've got Jess, who's potentially on penalties up front. So they're up, they've got some options this week. But I think they're going to fall by the wayside, given some of the other options, understandably. Sunderland Spurs. Um, now, I think Phillips picked up an injury... 
Um, so I don't know what his status is. If Phillips was involved in this game, this would very much feel like a Phillips game to me. Um, I, like, I really like Sunderland at home. When Sunderland at home, the games are usually pretty good. I know the Blackburn one wasn't, but I think in general they are pretty good. And I would have thought it'd be something like 3-2 to Sunderland versus Spurs, maybe in 3-1. Um, but he's probably not going to be involved. I still think Arca, Tome, Isa are all very good picks for this week. Teal as well. You know, they are attacking Sibon if he's back. Uh, not Sibon, sorry, Libra if he's back. Uh, or even, you know, Phillips is out, then Sibon and Libra. Some cheap strikers there that you could, you could look at. And I still think even without Phillips, they will score some goals. So generally good options. Arca's a pretty decent free hit pit, um, punt, I think. Like him. And likewise, Tome, if he's back, or he's a look nailed for bonus to me. Um, you know, potentially they're playing against, if Slakovic isn't playing, or even if he is, they're not the best strikers in terms of winning headers and stuff. And that goes for Wood as well. So Tome and Issa dominate in that area. I'd be very surprised if they aren't on eights or nines by the end of this game, as they've won most of the, the headers. So very good options to me. As for Wood, um, yeah, he's just he's just a great little pick, to be honest. You know, if Salakovic is out as well, it just probably adds to his even more nailedness. And he, because of his 20 off the ball, um, I think he's actually a higher, if I remember right. I think he's got an intrinsic level, which is higher. So it's probably actually higher than 20. I don't know how much more, but this is why he gets so many shots off. So he's like a little mini Owen or Phillips where they just have high shot volumes all the time. And again, it's just, you know, how many of those will actually go in? Um, it's an away game, so... Not the best to have your strikers in the away game, but Sunderland can be, despite having those good defenders, still pretty leaky. So if you've got Wood, I would never bench a striker. I'd play him. Um, I wouldn't necessarily buy him for this week, but if it allows you to get other players into your team, then you know it kind of makes sense. Um, and yeah, he's just a great little option, I think. And it's going to be very hard to resist him you know, after this week or when their home games start particularly, just given the value it enables. I know using a striker slot, there's lots of premiums you want at the moment. You have to think if Wood can get close, if he can get 15 to 20 goals and come close to a premium striker at a mere fraction of the price, that can allow you players such as Imar, Chadwick, Janssen, some of the more expensive midfielders, Pedersen, um, that can, you know, return points like a striker. Um, you know, I still think Pedersen, for example, is going to end up on 15, 20 goals. And I think right at the beginning of the season, we have to remember, I think Pedersen was pretty much a lock for everyone's team at that price. Hasn't really done it till now. But if I was the wild card, he'd, he'd strongly be in consideration. I think you could even go with a midfield of like Chadwick, Pedersen, Imar, for example, um, Wood up top, you know, Viduka alongside him or whoever, a premium striker, maybe a Shearer too, and then still have a pretty decent team. I've not tried yet with some decent defenders. Interesting. Lots of different routes to go because the defenders haven't done too much so far as well. And I think from this point moving forward, you know, we're likely to see Chelsea, Man United in particular, start churning out the clean sheets as we move forward. So, um, yeah, lots of different ways to go. I, I say all this because a lot of people will actually be wildcarding this week. And obviously they want to pay attention to this week, but they do want to pay attention to their structure and how they're moving forward. We've got a lot more information on the 4.5 million midfielders, the 4 million defenders. So it feels a lot a lot easier to wildcard now or soon, at least. Personally, I don't know if a wild card this week. It depends if the free hit or injuries affect me. I think I'm more a fan of maybe targeting this double game week a bit with some moves, maybe a hit or two, and then wild card afterwards to get my team sorted. But we'll see. We'll see on that. Uh, went off on a tangent there again tonight. Let's go down. There's one more game, isn't there? Blackburn, Chelsea. Yeah. 
So this is kind of like the money game for the double game week, really. I think Chelsea defenders alone and their attackers for Coventry could be decent, obviously. Blackburn, as I said, away to Leicester. Yeah, their attackers could be good, wouldn't necessarily about the clean sheet. When it comes to this game, this feels like a kind of 2-2 game to me. Again, I think Blackburn will probably be 4-2-2-2. They could go 3-4-1-2 with the airplane. Um, which if they do, bear in mind, because they'll have three centre-backs rather than full-backs. I don't think anyone's going for the full-backs anyway, but they've got a good chance to only play one game. Um, it also gives the opportunity for, uh, you know, there's an extra centre-back slot there if they do do that. So that's useful if you're going for like a Weatherall or a Curtis or someone like that. You've got an extra slot available to give them more chance of playing. Um, Chelsea are not particularly great away from home um, against teams that are decent. They can score or do well, but I, I, it does feel like kind of a 2-2. I feel like Blackburn, I feel like the likes of two guys, Solano. I imagine Solano and, T- and Duff are on the wings um, in, in probably both the games, assuming they stay fit. That makes them useful. Solano can take some penalties as well. He sort of competes with two guy with them, and sometimes two guy doesn't always 100% play, but he's also a very good option as well. I think if you've got Burton O'Brien this week, maybe you're not free-hitting or wild-carding. It's a tough one because he's not been in the team. But the two formations they're likely to play do have two centre midfielders. And I'm not sure if the ball's back yet. Um, pretty sure he's not, but obviously if he is, then ignore this bit. That means it gives you a very good chance of having two guys and another centre midfielder there. Now, I think we have seen Solano there and then, then put um, the Swedish guy out on the Ludvigsen on the right wing. I don't think that's common practice. I think you've got a chance of Burton O'Brien playing um, in these games. And, yeah, well, I wouldn't advocate ever picking him. But if you've got someone like Hendry, for example, in your team, like I have, away to Man United. Now, I'm probably going to sell him and this is going to be irrelevant. But if I don't, if I do something else, then I'd probably chance Burton O'Brien over Hendry. It just makes sense, right? He's got two game weeks. You never know what can happen. There is a chance that he just subs on twice or doesn't bother playing gets a one-pointer but is that any different from someone like Hendry probably not in a week like this um, so yeah he, I'd probably play him wouldn't expect much but I would play him um, this basically means because of the formations I think they play that Janssen and Crouch are the most likely to play up front in both games so that means you can get Janssen you know classed as a midfielder playing up front in two games so I do think he's probably the best. He's the standout pick at the end of the day. If I was to rank the midfielders, it would be Janssen right at the top. Not, not um, surprising given his price. I think two guys probably next, but it's, it's tricky because I think Solano is actually probably slightly better in terms of his points per game. He's just he's got a really high injury proneness, so you have to get a bit lucky. He plays both games. So, yeah, I'd probably edge towards Solano and hope, but... Two guys equally good, and like I say, the penalties is probably slightly more towards two guys' side. So, um, yeah, it's a close one. Duff is good too, and he's a little bit less. I think it's priced really well there, to be honest. He could, you know, just because he's priced less, it's only two games, he could be absolutely fine. And if anything, they don't really have any other left wingers apart from Lucas Neal, who's not first choice. So, Duff is presumably nailed in both those games. Um, so, that makes him quite appealing. Like I say, Slana not nailed because of the injuries, and his two guy occasionally does drop out, it appears. So, Duff is actually probably the safest pick in terms of just to get two games. So, yeah, I think you know Chelsea could get a clean sheet at the end of the day, but I just don't. I don't really see it. But it doesn't matter. They'll probably get it in the first one. They'll probably pick up bonus. Probably worth hits. 
I think it's tricky if you've got a Man United defender. If you've got Sylvester or Ekiog and you're thinking, I need to get an extra Chelsea defender in, I'd be slightly wary. I feel like, you know, if it's for free, it's okay. But if it's for a hit, um, probably not. Because I imagine they they probably both get eight points in their home game and then Chelsea probably get two points in their away game. So you probably spend two points when you hit for no reason. But they've got decent games after, so... You know, and you never know in a double game week, right? Um, in terms of captain, I think it's really tricky actually because you kind of instinctively want to captain a Chelsea player, um, or it could be risky in a Blackburn player. I think it does make sense to maybe captain a defender from Chelsea. You know, I just said I don't think they'll get a clean sheet versus Blackburn, but if they do get an eight or a nine pointer at home to commentary, that's good. And then probably topped up with one or two. Well, I mean, maybe more if you're lucky. I think that's decent it's, it's relatively safe I think because even if they concede versus commentary they're probably getting bonus so it's pretty safe they don't really have any strikers you'd want to put the armband on which is obviously where you normally would want to put your armband I don't think four cells particularly good captain pick and good Johnson like I said, I'm not sure about the status so that pretty much leaves Carboni's Zenden or Petit where Carboni's the favourite now Carboni could be fine as a captain I don't, I don't know whether I'm massively drawn to that. I just don't like captain in midfielders in general. But the home game is probably good enough where he, he probably jumps right near the top. So it's a very, very tricky one. For me, it's pretty much going to be between Carboni, uh, Desai, and Viduka as it stands. Unless I make a... I know I can't think of any scenario where I'd make any other moves where I'd want to captain anyone else, to be honest. So it's, it's one of those ones. Like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if Aduka just outscores him. So it's quite tricky. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Um, yeah, I'm likely to be on the stream this week. I volunteered to do the Thursday. So you're going to see me on there. <laughs> uh, probably being tortured because I don't have double. I'm not sure what they're doing for that. I think it's just comms the next day for the other game, actually. So we'll see. But I shall look forward to that. I shall see you guys on Thursday. Like, subscribe, share the pod, all that stuff if you can. Um, That would be great. And uh, yeah, good luck. Catch you later, guys.